The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New Gen on Mission Podcast on North Second Connection. I'm Tim Slavka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, you're on the journey to relive the New Generation era to find the best and some of the worst of a wrestling time period often forgotten. From Brennan Shaw Survivor Series 92 to Brennan Shaw Survivor Series 97, we look beyond the pay-per-views, examine the weekly TV, and see what worked, what could have worked and failed. JP, how's life going? Pretty good, man. Football's back. I said it last time, but it's actually back this time, so... Yeah. I'm all all good spirits. Had to tell the wife I'll see you next year. So. <laughs> yeah, tough, tough, tough. Uh, return of college football today is uh, I went to Purdue and they had a tough loss. So that did start the college football season off right. And then, uh, but I did, and I know I got you jealous. I did get my gobbly gooker oh. action figure. So you know, life is good on the other end. Yeah, that is like, <laughs> man, that is such. I have such FOMO. Like I already ordered it now. I already went and ordered it. <laughs> After you, after I saw yours, I saw Marcus had it too, and I was like, "All right, do I need that?" And then I had to yeah. like tell my wife, "Like, oh no, I'm gonna sell some of these other figures. Don't worry about Don't it." Don't worry, yeah. yeah. Well, I I had seen someone put it must have been Marcus posted one of the chats, mm-hmm. and I was like, I swore I ordered it, and I like. I swore I ordered it. I'm like, shoot, maybe I did it. And I was like, maybe he got one like fresh. I'm like, all right, don't panic. And then I saw this gigantic Amazon package. And I really don't <laughs> order. I really order nothing from Amazon. So I'm like, what the hell is this? Right. And then I open up. I'm like, oh, I think I know what this yeah. is. Because <laughs> my oh, son's like, so what is it? What too. is it? Yeah, it's, it came with a giant box ever. I'm like, what the hell is this? I had no clue what I had done. Because I'm like, I really don't order much on Amazon. So Well, it's also it some, something like. Like some like people of our age are like hits you right in the nostalgia, but like oh yeah, so, someone that's like in their twenties, they're probably like, what the hell is that? Like oh yeah, oh for know. sure, and or that's just stupid, yeah. <laughs> right? Just, but no, you, you yeah. had to live it to, you know, to get yeah. it. It's it's so good. Yeah, and I sent it to a couple of friends, you know, just a, a different text chain, and like three of them instantly responded like, oh yeah, I got mine today, I got mine today. So it's like <laughs> it was like a mini Christmas right. this week with it. So uh, nice. everything else is good. Yes, sir. Can't complain. Yes, that's good. Should we go on to, uh, to some Raws and Superstars? Yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, so we uh, so we got a couple more Raws and Superstars. We're going to do one or two Raws and one Superstars this week. Next week, we'll have two Superstars, the Countdown of the Crowning, and just which is a uh, USA special. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really short and only has one match on it. So we'll kind of fly through that and kind of give some predictions or best, best King of the Roman moments next week. So uh, that's kind of the schedule for the next two weeks, and then uh, following that, the third week uh, will be our, our Donovan special, King of the Ring 94. So oh, yeah. we're getting close. We're getting close. So we got uh, one more uh, bracket spot open. So we'll start with the May 30th um, uh, Raw. And do you want to take the first Crush Tatanka match or second? You, 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 I'll give you the first one. All right. So we had Crush and Tatanka starting off. Um, again, they announced this as J- Gigolo, the Gigolo Del Rey was supposed to have it mm-hmm. and just make no mention of it except for they say that Cornette or sorry, Fuji struck a deal with Cornette to somehow bring Crush into this, which really is weird. Um, right. why, would, why would Del Rey give that up? But for whatever reason, now it's Crush. Uh, they 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 bring uh, Tataka brings Chief J Strongbow out with him, uh, which is good. But Tataka usually is like his nice. I don't want to say like his ultimate warrior where he runs down to the uh, to the ring, but he really gets the crowd pumped. Instead, he walks down with slow Chief J Strongbow, which really kind of kills his momentum. I think it's one of his best parts. Is like that raw in the Tomac Chow 
the the music like it kind of mm-hmm. ends that it's cool that he's bringing chief j strongbow into it especially with all they're doing at the hall of fame but it just kind of kills some of his momentum um you know so we, we start off with this match uh going back and forth uh definitely one of those where they they both give each other a lot of heat they my they definitely put over the crush is a menace this is a huge you know win for fuji bringing bringing uh tataka in but they're they're two guys that maybe don't mesh the best tataka tries to do a couple uh you know more scientific moves he does one awesome net breaker and crush has no idea how to sell it he literally looks like he broke his neck um but i thought crush really held his own as i mentioned throughout the throughout the match we get to the ending uh fruji tries to get into the ring but he's so old he tries to climb and like I don't even know if he falls, but he just can't even get up to get in the ring. So then Chief J Strombo comes over, chops him off the, he's like laying on the ring. It's yeah. so pathetic. Yeah. Uh, and this, and this causes both guys to kind of run out, defend their managers causes a double, double count out. So kind of a, a lame ending. I, I, I see why they went with it for the, you know, our next installment of raw, but doesn't make any guy look really strong. It makes Fuji look like a, a dope <laughs> and pathetic. Uh, it just kind of leaves you kind of open-ended. Like what, the, what was the point of that? Uh, it was really kind of lame, especially how they set up, uh, you know, we'll talk later, but they set up the lumberjack max. This would have been a great time for like Luger coming out and pulling down yes. Fuji or something like that. Where like the refs like, okay, that was unfair for, you know, there's nothing. It's just like, why is there a lumberjack match set up for out this? So I, I don't know. Pretty disappointing. Uh, I thought, the, like I said, I think they make Crush look strong, but it kind of was like a nothing match and kind of pointless given that what we get the second half. Well, yeah. So, like, for this to be a, um out-of-nowhere match, like, you know, yeah. like, I don't get why they announced Jimmy Del Rey to begin with. Like, he, he was never, like, a King of the Ring qualifier type guy to begin no. with. And then, no. you know, uh, these two just don't match up well. Like, it's really clunky. Um, yep. in the beginning because they're both kind of the same type of guy just on different different uh ends of the spectrum a little bit like baby face and heel um the <clears throat> the fuji bump off a of strongbow is a, a high comedy like oh my <laughs> god this it's just so hilarious but um, i'm just trying to get in that ring is yeah hilarious. it's like he's what like, the hell is he doing use the stairs buddy he's like trying to climb, <laughs> right. he's like leapfrog it it's hilarious right. it's like it, then this shitty double count out too it's just like Okay, what are we even doing here? Like, I, I, I would assume something happened to where they had to fill more time to have a rematch. Like, like maybe some scheduling, something happened. But I don't know. It was just kind of weird and uh, clunky. I guess is the word I would describe it. Yeah, again, I think the way they, they the second match they announced is that lumberjack match. Mm-hmm. It's like this doesn't call for a lumberjack match, right? You know what I mean? Like, so that's what's right. really screwy is like, and it's uh, I didn't mention that this is not live, so this is all at the same taping. So like, you you have everyone there that you could have done, you know, the, the like I said, have everyone come out, or, come out, Luger yeah, come out, a bunch of different guys come out, you know, IRS come out, like just a whole bunch of, you know, different things come out and really bring up that lumberjack match because it's right. at the same, it's at the same taping the lumberjack matches so it's really bizarre i don't even know if strongbow's out for the lumberjack match later so like he just disappears like very this is a very strange match and again not to get, even get del rey in here is very disappointing as well exactly uh and then just real quick i'll, I'll say that they have the king of the ring uh bracket announcement after that the top head and go update and he's wearing a ridiculous king of the ring shirt it's like one of these like classic 90s like graffitied uh king of the ring everywhere and he talks about how he's trying to get an answer from jack tony of what's going to happen on that double count out so good to set up that hey they're going to have an answer later tonight so 
keeps you holding on if you wanted to hear what was going to happen. But uh, I thought good on that. So I'll let you. Uh, yeah. One one man's ridiculous is another man's. I need that. So uh, <laughs> on Todd's shirt. But yeah, um, from there, we do get a, a quick squash with a one, two, three kid. This was also a little bit clunky. Um, like he wins with the Maha, uh, the Mahi Straw Cradle at the end. So one thing I do like about Kid is that he does have like all these like uh, different finishers and stuff. And you kind of yep. don't know how his match will end. Yeah. Um, Can I just so say the, I, I had the yeah. Vince McMahon, I had the Vince McMahon there. Cool roll up. That's my yeah, for that. Yeah. that. So yeah, Vince McMahon just keeping it hip, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, that was me. That's what I said. So <laughs> right. Right on. What a maneuver. Right. So uh, following that is a uh, fine piece of business here. We have um king's court with bret hart so you know two of my probably top three guys all time so this was like this hit me hit me really good here um i love when when lawler comes out and just kind of like holds court and he's just yep. shitting on brett's parents like <laughs> lawler shitting on Stu and helen hart has got to be one of the, my, my favorite things in wrestling history just he does tease off and i think it's like all fair game too so it's cool it's pretty cool um when, once Brett gets out there, like he reminds Brett of last year's King of the Ring when he yep. crowned him at the end, which is a, a, a nice little dig at him as well. <clears throat> and then he also mentions that he has a surprise guest for him as well in Diesel and Shawn Michaels. So uh, pretty cool for Lawler to kind of like keep his feud with Brett going to kind of like set him up here. Um, and now like seeing this, like just this segment alone and Diesel coming out, it feels like Diesel is bigger than Sean now, like a bigger deal, at least in the company. Like Sean almost comes off as his lackey because, you know, Diesel's the guy out there as a challenger. And um, he's the one that's kind of like lighting the fire with this feud and everything. So I don't know. I don't think it'll stay this way. Um, but right now, Diesel kind of feels just bigger like, and more in the spotlight than Sean. Um, but like I said, we'll see where that goes. Um, and then I also put down moments like this are where I wish Diesel was a better promo at this point, like where he's, you know, maybe in his early NWO, late any five era kind of promo, like him just being like the trying to be like the intimidating big guy just doesn't work yep. um, in this setting, like especially against Brett, like it just doesn't feel right. So um, <clears throat> eventually the, uh, Sean Diesel and Lawler jump Brett, which was awesome. Like they just attack Brett. It's kind of weird that nobody comes down to help Brett, seeing as he's the champion, and this is still the era of the, you know, babyface locker rooms come out to help kind of thing. Uh, so that's kind of weird. Sometimes, um, I, yeah, I like sometimes. I, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair because I guess you know with Luger and stuff like that, people didn't come out. So, yeah, you're, you're, I guess you're right. Um, I guess I was just more uh, getting in my markdom for Brett getting beat yeah. up, but um, Diesel does look pretty good, like holding both the belts high here too. Like as a good visual to kind of see him is like the the double champ, you know, kind of thing, the dominant figure. Um, he's definitely, you know, in ring wise, promo wise, he's not ready for this, but he's kind of like faking it till you make it kind of thing. Like he he's you know doing the best he can with what he's given, I guess. So um, overall, I thought this was a really good segment. I thought you know the character role of Lawler just kind of like you know being the um, Kermit the Frog, kind of the WWF, you know, just kind of <laughs> like the, uh, having his hands and everything, you know. So, pretty good stuff. Yep, I had uh, a really nice jackknife too from Diesel. 
I thought this was finally some heat on this match too between Diesel and Brett. Like mm-hmm. they haven't interacted at all, I don't think. So this was great, but it's like five weeks too late. Right. Uh, it's definitely like modern day, like you know, uh, wrestling where like the the main events are announced week two weeks ahead of time. Like this was announced ahead of time a lot, but they did nothing. And I was wondering if maybe they're both in different shows in Europe with like the Europe after WrestleMania. I mean, maybe, but finally we get some nice heat to it. I thought, yeah, King, King adds to it. It's really like a three on one at the end of it. So fun stuff. Sean, Sean gets, of course, a bunch of sucker punches and kicks in. So he's uh, acting like an ass, just like usual. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get a smoking guns <laughs> tag team. Like, where do they come from? Right. If it, it says they're hot, which I'm like, uh, I, I don't remember that happening. Um, and then they get a quick uh, call in from, <coughs> sorry, uh, Todd Pettengill, who announces that <coughs> next week will be a lumberjack match to get right. that final, the final mm. uh, thing. He starts off the list of naming off all the superstars. He starts it off with Nikolai Volkov. Like it sounds pathetic. It's like, dude, there's got to be a better way to lead off like all these awesome lumberjacks, not Nikolai Volkov. Um, and then there's a double J squash with a lot of, uh, I'll just save you from this, a lot of we want doing chance during uh-huh. that match. Um, and then we get the King kind of saying Roddy Piper is coming next week. So the back half of this was kind of weak. They spent a lot of time really building up that Lumberjack match next week or keeping you intrigued about it and then kind of announcing right. the Lumberjack match, which again is cool, sounds cool. You know, it's all, Lumberjack matches are always kind of cool with the guys outside, but there kind of wasn't a lot to the after that after that Lawler Kings court. Um, I don't know if you had anything to add on those two matches. Yeah, no, uh, pretty weak. Uh, I think what you said about maybe there being a tour of Europe, something, I think that kind of does make sense. Um, or like, you know, some of the guys working in Memphis, they have a lot of those guys still that are crossover. Um, I feel like yep. something like that must be going down because it is just like, it feels just like an audible with them, you know, taking out Jimmy Del Rey or maybe like Smoky Mountain has some shows, something like yeah. that. Like they're taking out Del Rey. They're doing this lumberjack match. So you're getting all the guys from the back out there. Um, you're using what you can, I guess. So I don't know. It's just, it is kind of weird, kind of clunky of a show overall. Yep. Are we ready to move on? Yes, sir. So let me get on that. So we're on the uh, 6-4 edition of Superstars now. Um, this, this show, so Superstars, what we like, you know, kind of about superstars mainly raw does it too, but mostly superstars is that it has a different like open every time. Sometimes it's a promo. Sometimes it's like an interview segment. Sometimes it's a match. Sometimes it's a recap, whatever. This was kind of weird. It opened like with the live event news. Um, but I guess the reason why they did it is because they wanted to throw the highlights in of the hall of famers and stuff. Yep. So, um, that kind of made sense as to why they did it. It didn't run too long. So it wasn't like anything offensive. Um, but speaking of offensive, we, the first match we get is, uh, Nikolai Volkov versus a jobber. So I don't know why like having him in a squash match is whatever, but like having this long of a squash match, uh, especially when he's got like the million dollar diaper on, he just looks like trash out there. Like he, like, <laughs> the, it's, diaper, the diaper, the diaper. So yeah. Bad. That's great. It's, it's so bad too. Like, I don't it, he wins with this like Boston crab that he doesn't even like roll the guy over. He like goes and grabs his leg. Like, he does it so weird too. Um, it's just, I don't know. It, I've never been like a big Nikolai Volkov fan to begin with. I know like some of his early stuff in like mid South was, was solid, but, um, even like in the eighties, like I can't, I can't say I have a soft spot for him or anything. So just 
seeing him, even if it's a squash match like this, really didn't do anything for me. Um, yeah, then we, terrible. yeah, and and then we get a, another uh, main event in any arena. We get uh, Adam Bomb versus Quang. So kind of weird that, that Harvey doesn't come out um, with either guy. Uh, this also falls in the Crush Tatanka clunky matchup here, where both guys just they kind of don't fit with each other, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it was just really bad. Like, uh, I, I, I have my like fandom for guys like Quang and Adam Bomb and stuff. I think they're cool and everything, but like seeing them like in a match like this just, just did not work. Um, I guess Adam Bomb wins by countout. It kind of came off clunky. I didn't really like follow what they were doing with the finish. Um, it just felt like a nothing match. Like I, I really just didn't get anything out of this match. Um, I don't know how you felt about it. Yeah, I mean Nikolaev is one of the worst wrestlers. I, I must say <laughs> yeah. the other day he's just terrible. Um, and then during the only thing in Nikolaev, they mentioned that Millionaire Man was going to bring back the Take Undertaker. Oh like, right, right. So much. So they did announce that that that's coming. Uh, and then we also had like this. Uh, they talked about Bob and Quang that they had a feud back on wrestling challenge obviously we haven't been watching wrestling challenge because uh, that doesn't work uh mm-hmm. but it'd be like awesome if they just showed that footage instead they like that, that would have added to the story but it, they do show a cool backstage footage of bomb and harvey whippleman and bomb basically saying like don't where's quang like i want to yes. take him out yeah so they did they did show like okay these guys have a little feud uh it's kind of weird that again neither guy is harvey out with them i thought bomb had a lot of fire out here but then once harvey comes out he like three minutes into it Quang just randomly leaves. I, the crowd doesn't know what to cheer for. Bomb looks sad. And again, I think he won by a kind of, but I don't know if we ever get that announcement. And was like, I again, I'm not trying to get what they were trying to do. Like, it didn't make Bomb look overly face. I get, right. maybe not, I get, I get maybe not trying to squash uh, Quang because he's new, but you could have Ar- Harvey interfere. And then, like, that really makes it clear who's the face and who's the uh, heel. And then, you know, you know what I mean? Like, then. And then Bomb wins, you know, via cheapness, but mm-hmm. he looks strong, and the crowd knows, "Hey, cheer for this guy!" Like, it, well, yeah, I mean, I I think they definitely want to go towards Adam Bomb's like face turn or whatever, yeah. but it just doesn't. They're not. It's not like organically happening, so it right. just seems kind of forced. Yeah. Um, and he's not like this great promo or anything either, so I, it's just going to be kind of. I think he's going to be kind of lost for a little bit, just right. to have a cool look kind of thing. Yeah. So it was like nothing. It was just a nothing waste, right. wasteful wait. Uh, um, wasteful match. Exactly. Uh, but I thought I thought Bob actually looked okay. But yeah. Uh, then we go on. Should I get the next match? Then we go yeah. on to uh, Tataka beating Ringo Reno Riggins. I thought Reno Riggins had a lot of fire here. I don't know why. Yes. Uh, Riggins like goes for this top rope like uh, or, like double accidental and Tataka like chops him in the throat. Like it's really dangerous. Like I it was like that's a dangerous move. Uh, and they, they get, throughout this match, it's a short match, you know, standard Tatanka stuff where he gets over, lets the other guy get some offense in, kind of does this Tatanka, you know, hook up, and mm-hmm. then gets the big win. But they talked a lot about how Crush was uh, a little face Crush of the Lumberjack match Monday. So I thought a five match. I thought Tatanka brought a lot of fire. This is the best for Tatanka. Short and sweet. Let him get a little bit of offense, a little bit of uh, take a little offense, and then come back for the big victory. Uh, yeah. There's one, one quick thing. This was sure. like Reno Riggins' night to shine. Like he had this, like, uh, these bright green tights that look kind of cool for a jobber. Okay. And then he looks straight in the camera during the match and says, I cannot believe he said this. He looks straight to the camera and says, I got no reservations for beating up an Indian. I was <laughs> like, holy shit. Like he just looks straight into the camera and said it. And then, oh my God. That's, yeah. 
I just kind of laughed it off. I was like, well, 1994. So from a jobber, no less. Not uh, yes. not like a heel, you know, down yeah. the heel. And it's not even like a promo from it. Right. I, I didn't see <laughs> right. that. But yeah, that's not even like, oh, so he had the mic. He just literally took it right. himself to be racist. So exactly. uh, <laughs> we also got we also got Todd Pettigall's report. I know we've skipped some of these, but mm-hmm. they really build up the tag team match for the first time. So I, I think we announced it last time, but Head Shrinkers are facing this random team of Yoko and Crush which doesn't make sense. And then we get Piper video again with more terrible footage. Oh man. He's supposed to be shooting a film. And yet what they're filming with is like an old VHS recorder. Like, yes, it's so unproduction. Uh, it's so bad. And I love that Todd keeps saying this is Piper's one last match. And I just die laughing about, you know, the wrestling war zone going through all Piper's matches right, <laughs> right. now. So it's just so funny, but uh, well, had to add that yeah, to they're doing this. Like they, they keep doing this, like guerrilla style filming. And he's in fucking socks. Like who? Like who's doing a promo in socks? And then you want to come off intimidating? Like, bro, you're so relaxed. Like, I I don't know. You, just, you can't even be bothered to put boots on or shoes on to do a yeah. promo. You're just chilling your socks. So, yeah, pretty pretty weird stuff. Um, so after that, we come to one of the highlights of this uh, series, especially on superstars, because they do this a lot. They get so we have an Owen Hart versus Jobber squash match, but they get a guest ring announcer, and he is announced as Ken the Smooth One Bevin. <laughs> so he gets a nickname for himself. He yep. calls himself a nickname, and he is a fucking dork. Like this guy is so into. I, I give him props for being so into it and doing it, but he is a uh, he is a straight up dork. Um, Owen's tights are fire when he comes out. Like he looks, he is looking like a million bucks. He gets the quick squash win. One thing I, I love about what the WWF is doing right now, like in this time period, um, it's kind of like this in like the early like ruthless aggression era too. Is like you really don't know who like the top guys are going to be outside of the champion. Like you don't know Owens going into the King of the Ring and he's going to win it. Like they're not, right. they haven't done too much foreshadowing. Like you know, like sometimes they they give it away. Sometimes you can. Oh, uh, you know this guy's gonna go win the Royal Rumble and go to go win at WrestleMania, or oh, they're they're hyping up this guy to get the money in bank, the money in the bank for these days. Like you know, everybody knew it was gonna be, you know, one or two guys, right. uh, L A Knight or uh, Priest this year. Like everybody knew it was gonna be one of those guys this year. Like in this King of the Ring, like yeah, in hindsight we know Owen won it, and they're kind of you know doing the pattern, but it just doesn't feel like you know he's the sure shot guy right now which i think is kind of cool um so they get the squash after that they do a quick recap of the beat down on brett and then uh brett reveals he's gonna have a family member at ringside yep. at the king of the ring so you know there's a lot of speculation behind that um we get a quick quebecer squash so i guess they're still technically in the company couldn't um, believe that yeah I, I i saw that and i was like i i thought for sure they were gone yeah um and then followed by the finish of DiBiase guaranteeing The Undertaker coming soon. So, um, you know, I don't know why they're, still, they're doing this whole Nikolai Volkov thing when this was the direction they were going to go. It feels like that should be the centerpiece. Right, just get rid of Nikolai. You know, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. So kind of kind of like a little misdirection here with uh, DiBiase thinking about Taker. So. Yeah, I wonder if we'll ever, we'll ever see uh, Nikolai again after this. Yeah, like, I, I don't. Rem- I, I don't remember too much. I remember being around, but like what he cuts off, I don't remember. So yeah, I don't, I don't. It's like so, like the, it's not, you know, the actual 
million dollar corporation yet. I mean, that's coming soon. Yeah. But I wonder, is he in that with like, I don't know. With Todd? You know, we, like, we, I, yeah. We, right. We, we, it'll be something interesting to figure out. Right. Yes. But uh, they also mentioned the, the head shrinkers, which are sorry, the Quackers, they, which are, again, we haven't seen them in forever. They called out the head shrinkers and then they announced somewhere along this, the countdown, the counting that the Quebecers are going to be facing the head shrinkers. And I'm like, why not just fight a King of the ring? Like why, why do we need this extra match? Just like fighting King of the ring. That makes so much more sense than crush and Yoko. Getting yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. It just, I don't know. There's a lot of, I think, I think this, like, you know, we, we might be reading into it or, or yeah. whatever, but I think like the Vince trial and everything is causing all of these gaps and like, you know, storyline and, and yeah. what makes sense. It has to be like, it just, it just doesn't seem on brand for them, I guess. Yeah. It's definitely been some of the stuff shaky, especially around the tag team stuff. Like mm-hmm. I said, the smoky gods we haven't seen forever. Heavenly bodies are like here and there again. Maybe they're like the smoky mountain issues, but it's definitely lack of coordination of like, I don't even know who the feuds would be of tag team division, which you really wouldn't see a lot. Like we haven't seen that before. We don't have other feuds going on. So, right. Right. Uh, anything else you had to add there? Yeah, I think we're good. All right, then we're moving on to the last, uh, uh, sorry, last Raw, oops, sorry, uh, which is on June 6th. And uh, why don't you get this to talk about? Yeah, Cross this marriage. barn burner. Yes. All right, so, so this episode of Raw opens with, like you said, it's on the same taping, but this, this show itself opens with the uh, Crush versus Tatanka Lumberjack. Um, the first note I have in this is the colors in this ring make me happy. Like this is <laughs> seeing all the colors of all these superstars just just really gives me the the warm fuzzy. So, um, Crush jumps him at the bell, which is a cr- pretty cool move of him to do that to kind of bring a little bit of fire to it compared to their other match. Um, <clears throat> Tatanka like eventually gains control and. Like one thing I always notice about Tatanka matches, especially on Raw, is like the crowd is really hot for him. Like it, it really like you know we can we can watch a lot of these matches. Like there's a lot of squash matches in here. You can kind of just get like doldrums and stuff like that. But when Tatanka's in there and he's on fire, the crowd is really into it and like makes you take notice. So um, I, I really noticed that um, the Lumberjack are more of a who's who, and like they add a lot to this match. So like. Uh, we've had a, a couple other either like lumberjacks or battle royals where it's a lot of like jobbers or like low end guys. This time it's it's more you know name guys or or they've been more established now. So it just except, feels except for Nikolai. Except except for <laughs> Nikolai, right? So um, we also get Quang with like a sick red mask on the outside too. So he's kind of switched his mask up a little bit. That was kind of cool to see. Um, there gets to be like a lot of brawling and chaos in the outside between like the you know baby face side and the heel side. And there's a part where like Razor goes over to Bigelow and just like punks him out. Like Bigelow doesn't even do anything back. Like he's like five or six feet away from Razor and, and they're just like looking at each other. It almost felt like Razor was like fucking with him in real life on purpose. Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah. Right? Like like it just made him look so weak. Like he didn't do anything back at all. And I think it's because it probably wasn't planned, and Bigelow just didn't yeah. know what to do, just the way it looked. Um, it's like, yeah, I'm going to get suspended if I do something. Like <laughs> right, right. So, uh, Crush gets thrown out, and the baby faces are more, like, aggressive this time. Like, you know, they usually, the baby faces are kind of usually just like, oh, we're going to throw you back in, we're not going to jump you like the heels will, but they kind of, like, held him down a little bit, and then this, like, gets capped off with uh, Luger coming out to knock out Crush with the elbow, which was pretty awesome. Like, 
you know, if we would have had Luger in the beginning, like you said, and, and kind of built to this to a lumberjack match, like the reason why, or you know, they're throwing all these guys out there, um, like the match itself didn't make sense. But the ending of what we actually got was pretty cool. And then like the crowd is really, really hot. Um, as both men are being like counted out for the ten count, yeah, not counted out of the ring, but like they're both down. Yep. As as the refs counting, and and the crowd is just really into this. Like it feels like like they really want a decision to be made here. Um, Tatanka finally rolls over, gets the cover for the three. And I thought like the finish of this really saved this. Um, like it was okay, you know, bulk of the match or whatever, but the finish is really hot, and I love when like the, they have something that the crowd can really sink itself into and gets you kind of excited for the finish. So pretty good stuff uh, overall there. Yeah, I, I really hated this match. I thought, it oh, for, I, I, I thought it went out forever. The last five minutes was great, but I thought there were so many different boring headlocks in the middle of it that just yeah. did not. There was just, it was dead. Like you were mentioned, Taka got the crowd over. He did for the first five minutes and the last five minutes, but there was a 10-minute yep. spot where they were just constantly going off each other's headlocks. Um I liked at the beginning too, where they had like the, the lumberjacks come out. You saw like there was a ton of feuds, like Doink and Double J were trying to get separated between the two of them. IRS, every time Tataka got thrown out, IRS always took a cheap shot in there. So I really like that. They also had a, a cool thing of everyone in the ring, like the lumberjacks kind of, kind of jumped in the ring. Like you mentioned the neon stuff and like mm-hmm. they all kind of started fighting on their own. Like I like that. Like that was the fun part of it, but just the middle was just so many headlocks and it just went on forever. It was a 20 minute match. Uh, and I thought Vince's an- announcing was like so over the top in this one. Like he was doing like basic chin locks into like an into like an elbow drop and like the pin and like screaming that like Crush is gonna wink in the ring. Right, right. That was like, right. dude, calm down. So I don't know what <laughs> yeah. he was. I don't know what like I don't mind that at the end of the match, but this was like the middle of that story. It's clearly not a finishing mover maneuver. Uh, again, Elgo Luger comes out, which really started. Uh, you know, actually, I thought Crush or sorry. Tataka had an awesome move where he like threw Crush out of the ring like on purpose. Like Tataka was kind of down. It was a great move by him. Like he got, let himself catch the breath. And then like Luger comes running out, nails him with the elbow, which I thought was awesome. The crowd starts losing for it. I really like the 10 count they did um for that. Like Earl was very deliberate on like the 10 count to like really get it to like nine mm-hmm. before Tataka finally like really built up that anticipation. So you could that, that's a long segment, 30, 30 seconds, probably the way Earl said it. But like that builds up the thing. The the headlocks did it in this match. So again, Tataka gets the awesome pin. It's Luger and Tataka hug first, which is interesting on where we go. But yeah. my but my, my note Good just call. says my note just says Tony sucks because if he was Definitely. whole goal was to not involve Luger, which why we don't even understand why that was. It didn't work. <laughs> Wouldn't this be? Shouldn't this have been a cage if he was trying to keep Luger out? So I just again, Tony sucks. This this this. These two matches together really don't make sense. Like they just don't have quality booking. Uh, again, the last five minutes, the crowd went nuts for it, but I think there was a. I, I just hated the middle fifteen of this. So that, yeah, that's, that, that's that's fair because I, the the work itself was clunky, just like the first match. Like they right. don't they don't fit together. I just think the booking kind of saved it at the end. Yeah, to where it's just something that leaves you on a high note. I guess like like. Yeah, you're, you're right. If you do take away that finish, like how they did it, the match would be really bad. Like it would be just as bad as the first. But I think yeah. this like the they give you something memorable to chew on a little bit at the end, which I liked. 
Yeah, there were there were definitely some cool lumberjack sp- spots. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like I said, like the Doink and Double J kind of going at it. Yeah. But again, it was like 25 minutes. It was just way too long for uh, mm-hmm. a King of the Ring qualify match. So just my opinion. But uh, they also mentioned, Macho mentions that <laughs> Patrick Ewing should have been there. So yeah. definitely trying to make it seem like they're live because they mentioned uh, the Knicks winning last night. So definitely they, they did that. Uh, and then we get this another... Uh, P- Piper promo. They cut from multiple locations. It's a little better, but still not great. Uh, and then we get Bam Bam Bigelow with a, a, a squash where he just dominates the guy. Like the jobber, I don't think got a single single punch in. So I thought it was really strong. Really made Bam Bam look strong. Uh, I kind of really talked up how him and Luger, or sorry, him and Razor are going to be uh, the king of the ring, and that could be an all time marquee matchup. And if you anything to kind of add on those couple segments, yeah, no, it was a. Uh... Bigelow did destroy the hell out of that jobber. Like it, it was almost like he he took it out that he was pissed off at what Razor did to him or something. He just like <laughs> demolished that jobber. So yeah, we always ta- we always talk about head shrinkers and Steiners is a great uh, mm-hmm. a, you know jobber. I think Bigelow's moving up there. Like he's had some great ones. Yeah, he and he since he's like athletic in those matches too, it does add to it. Like he is. You know, he's like a Vader level big guy yeah. squash match guy, so it's pretty but good he's not, stuff. He's not just purposely stiffing the guys. Like he's not right. just he's but he's the way he just dominates is, is awesome. Like he just yeah. his his moves look very I think just because he could throw the guys pretty well and he can like you mentioned, he could do the the flying headbutt and things like that. Like it just makes him look very strong. Yeah, he he's he's always been like that athletic big guy. Like he he makes the matches interesting, I guess you could say. Like definitely, yeah. You know, like like a, a crush or something. I, I like crush decently, but a squash match from him, you've seen one, you kind of seen them all. So Big Low keeps it interesting. Um, from there we get a quick little segment of wrestlers beating uh, members of the military in a tug of war. So <laughs> take that, America. Yeah, suck um, on that, America. <laughs> you know, yeah. You want to you want to try and uh, arrest Vince? He's gonna beat your ass yeah. in a tug of war. So, um, and then we get another edition of King's Court this time with uh, Roddy Piper in quotation marks. So yeah, welcome back. Now uh, we should have all known this because Piper isn't available unless it's through like an iPhone camera or something. But uh, they they play the music and this scrawny ass little kid with a terrible bowl cut comes out. Um, Crowd rush for it too. Crowd rush for it. Oh yeah, they they when they hear the music, they are hook line sinker. Like they are live, ready ready to go. But this kid comes out. They purposely picked one of the scrawniest kids. Nineties. Uh, Home improvement. <laughs> what was the kid? I forget the kid's name. Bowl cut. Not Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but the other one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh shit, I don't remember his name. But yeah, bowl cut on on point here. Now you see this kid come out, and they they do this thing where like a lot of time in wrestling they do it. They'll pick a midget, or they'll pick a skinny person to impersonate the guy and make him look small or whatever. This kid actually did a solid impression of Roddy. Very Piper. good. And I I hope Roddy Piper is watching this. To remember how he's supposed to do his damn promo, because like you know, like if he was really doing a Roddy Piper promo, like what he currently is, he would have been a lot more boring. But um, yeah, he he does a pretty solid impression. Uh, King's kind of cracking on him and stuff, and it's it, it's a it's a memorable moment. Like uh, uh, people still talk about like this on like podcasts and stuff about this kid yeah. coming out and you know nailing the impression. It's like early uh, Jason Sensation type stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, another pretty fun segment from Jerry Lawler and, and, you know, a nice little touch here, uh, for King's court. I don't know if you had anything to add to that. No, I, I liked it. I thought it was, again, the, the crowd popped for it. 
Uh, they had a ton of booing about it. And I also like too at the end how he, the king was like, "Kiss my feet," and then crawl along like a dog. And I, I thought that was good. Uh, and then I just put the impressions really good. I think he he kind of kills it on there. Mm-hmm. There there was a lot of empty seats on the hard camera side. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, so I don't know if just people were done with this taping, but I noticed a ton of empty seats um, during this. I actually yeah. noticed it. I watched the next superstars. I, I didn't catch it on the raw, but then when I watched the next superstars, I'm like, oh my god, there's a lot of. And sometimes it hurts colors, so these are like red seats. So you know, I mean, it's like pretty obvious when those exactly. seats. But yeah, there was definitely a lot of missing seats. Uh, from this so this is just a long taping but i i really thought he did a good job uh of impersonating piper and kind of putting piper down in the crowd the crowd bit it uh he also talked a lot of trash about ohio i think they were in ohio um, yeah yeah he talked I'm a lot of trash sure. yeah they, yeah youngstown ohio they talked a lot of trash about ohio as well like being in the piper voice so it was i, I really like that so i don't have anything else to add no, I'm good with that. Yeah, we had. Uh, you want to do the last? last yeah, last I'll take. Question. So we get a uh, Razor Ramon squash. Uh, the jobber here is actually Jeff Hardy. Um, this, uh, like this match, is talked about a little bit too. Like, um, you know, like I've heard like Kevin Nash podcasts. I've heard Scott Hall on podcasts talk about like how he would give a lot to like the Hardy Boys when they were jobbers. Because um, you just saw a lot of potential in them. And I'm pretty sure Jeff is only like 16 or 17 here. So pretty interesting stuff. I, I think we're going to see them more and more like sprinkled in as jobbers coming up. So um, it's weird too because like, like somewhere else had Jeff Hardy's debut listed later on. But I think you can pretty clearly see it's him. At least in my opinion, it looked like him. Um, uh, let me see. History uh, yeah, I, I looked it up and yeah, it says, <laughs> yeah, it says Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Kevin okay, Davis. Or sorry, Keith Davis. Yes, yep. Jeff Hardy. So yeah, he he bumped pretty good. He does this like Razor does this thing where he like picks him up for the Razor's edge, but then he like slams him into the turnbuckle, um, like stomach first. So I don't know if he couldn't get him up good, and he's kind of like switched on the fly. Um, but he does give a little bit to Hardy, and Hardy looked pretty solid um, bumping around as. As we know, he becomes you know a future star or whatever. But um, after this, we get uh, Paul Bear appearing, saying, appearing saying that uh, DiBiase won't have the Undertaker. So we're kind of doing this like back and forth uh, tug of war between yep. these two. Um, and then DiBiase, of course, follows that up saying he will produce the Undertaker on Superstars next week. So pretty interesting. Like I don't think watching this in real time. I would have, because like I, I don't think I was really watching weekly until a little bit later this year, like around like the Action Zone era kind of thing. I don't think if I was watching this in real time, like as an eight year old, I don't think I would have like thought what was going to happen happened. Like I, I thought it would be more like smoke and mirrors until Real Undertaker came out. Um, this is going to be one of like the most shit on feuds that we'll cover, like as far as yep. like, public opinion goes. But I'm I'm interested to see how they do it. Like I I, I want to see, you know, I you know Brian Lee obviously kind of looks like Undertaker a little bit. Um, so I want to see how they dress it up and how it's just presented. Like if it's presented with a wink and a nod, if it's presented like, you know, you, you really need to believe this kind of thing. So I don't know. I I am willing to give it a chance. You know, before I I obviously the match sucks or whatever, but the feud itself, I want to see like yeah, how they too. present it. You know. Yep. I agree. I, w- I would like to see where we go go with it uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, to to kind of figure that out. But right. it's pretty cool right now. And I, 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 it's, 
DiBiase is kind of a dick about stuff, I think. Yeah. So I think he's playing pretty well so far in this. Yep. I right, should go to awards. Yes, sir. All right. Most new gen outfits. Um, I'll, you know what? He'll never probably ever get mentioned again. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Reno Riggins this time with that, um, that bright green. I'm going to go too. Cause I think even Vince called him out for that. Like yeah. it's, it, it's, it's very neon green, very nineties. We can almost give it to the whole lumberjack batch. Yeah, exactly. I, I, think, I think Riggins is a good, uh, you know, by himself. Uh, we got most new gem performer. Uh, uh, there wasn't really anything that like, I guess I'll go with Lawler just because he was kind of involved in the, in the best things on this, on these couple episodes. So by default, I kind of have to go with him. Yeah. I'm going to go bam, bam. His squash was really good. Nice. Uh, worst match or segments. Uh, that first crush to Tonka match really sucks <laughs> in my opinion. And I'm going to go the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. The, 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 I'm just going to headlock of uh crush. To right. Tonka. Uh, best match or segments? The uh, King's Court with Brett for me. Uh, good. I'm gonna go. Uh... I'm gonna go the DiBiase. Uh, saying he's bringing back the Undertaker. I thought he was the way he, he talked about it, the cockiness of it. I thought it was yeah. really good. Uh, there was a point where he also mentioned where like Vince starts talking. He's like, "Shut up, Vince. I want to talk to the yes. King." And yes. I just he was very good. Um. Uh, in that role, so I well, like you said, I don't know how how we're gonna think about this to the corporation stuff, but right now he's kind of riding high for me at least. Uh, anyone stock up? I mean, it's kind of hard to put. Like, I don't, I don't really see anybody as stock. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'll go with Luger. Luger's kind of appearance and his like addition to that match kind of saved the ending of that. So him being like the cog of that feud with Crush, kind of, I could go DiBiase, um, because he's been actually, you know, I'll change it on the fly. I'll I'll go DiBiase because he was really bad for a while. Um, yes, and like I feel like this feud just kind of reignited him a little bit, and he has been pretty money on these promos, and even when he like shits on Nikolai, he's the good part of those segments. So, yeah, yeah, I'll go DiBiase. Yep, and I'll go I'll go uh, the King. I thought he is. Uh... The guy you love growing up, it's a guy yes. I've never respected a whole bunch, or I should say not respected, but a guy I've never been a big fan of, but I thought, you know, there's been multiple times where I thought he's been really good in both segments, the Piper segment and the, the Bret Hart segment. He was great in, so. Uh, and then stock down anyone. Uh, crush. Like, I feel like at least Tatanka had the crowd a little bit yep. and, like, got the crowd interested. Crush was just really bad in these two matches. Like, I... I I'm I'm liking Crush. I, I want to like him even more, but he just put on two bad performances here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Harvey Whippleman. The stupid feud between Bomb and Quang oh, yeah. makes, makes no sense, and like he wasn't even there for the match. He gives causes Quang a count out. Like I don't really get the point. Like you kind of mentioned, like what's the point of this? Uh, right. Which is a great point. So I think um, yeah, I'm just gonna go with him. I think he's been kind of a dud uh, so far. Perfect. All right. I think I'll stand. I think we're good, man. All right, man. Well, like we said, we got two superstars next week and the countdown of the crowning. We'll talk a little bit about King of Ring, and then following that will be the Art Donovan's Showcase. So thanks, everyone, for listening, rating, review, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Yes, sir.
gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man.